a lot of your lessons got me into my feelings. A lot of your lessons got into my head. And I really had to sit back and look at myself that I never really thought to look at it in a business perspective. How can this, how can I put myself into my business instead of just creating a business to help other people? It was, it was weird, but I never thought of it that way. You know, I need to put myself in it. The Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, getting out of your own way, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 251 of the Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to put you in a position to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. You can follow along with my latest art, design, and tips on mindset, motivation, and marketing over on Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell. And... I'm not officially back. I'm still on my break, still plotting and scheming, trying to figure out what my next move is going to be so I can come back to this podcast ready to go and just excited and challenged again. So if you're not sure what this is about, go back and listen to the bonus episode of why I'm on a break, what I'm seeking to do, you know, and things are always changing and I'm just not going to rush it if I'm not having fun. You know, I want to have fun overall and I want to serve a purpose with what I'm doing. But today, this is fun. This is why I'm back, at least for these next two episodes, is we're back for round six of a two-part student spotlight special featuring my current spring 2022 students. If you didn't know, the Side Hustlers Coaching Program is an intense 12-week course where eight to 10 creatives like yourself master the art of betting big on yourself and your creative pursuits, leveraging your day job to feel your dream job getting out of your own way, and navigating life's curveballs. You know, that's just kind of a highlight of the three things we focus on, but there's so much more. And this special batch of students all participated in my Q1 boot camp that was like late January through mid-February. And they wanted to go deeper with me, bring in the chemistry that we all built together and take that onward into the full 12-week program, which you'll hear today. And this batch of students that you're going to fall in love with is broken into two groups of five souls. So part one today, episode 251 that you'll hear, is going to feature Trev Coolahan. It's going to feature Derek Fabian of Seven Sketches. It's going to feature Jory Jones. It's going to feature Britt Hoffman, as well as Mariana Martins. Part two, the following week, episode 252, is going to feature Rita Castro, Austin Sandoval, Steph Raposa, Brad Stoneking, and Minerva Moreno. So this program in a nutshell, this is hard. This is going to be the hardest thing you ever participate in in terms of your creative pursuits. You know, if you're kind of new to like coaching and being around community and that kind of experience, you know, next level accountability. But at the same time, everything you want is on the other side of doing hard things. Not only do these students have to navigate the typical day job and pressures of life, even if they do their thing full time and they're pursuing something on the side, while they're balancing all of this, they still have to participate within the program as they're expected to, one, create consistent personal work or work that attracts clients or work for clients. They still have to show up to weekly two-hour hot seat calls on Tuesday evenings. They show up to weekly one-hour community calls on Friday afternoons. They complete weekly mandatory exercises. They complete weekly mandatory check-ins so we can always review the past week and I can always keep a pulse on maybe what they're struggling with so we can attack it the following week. And what you're hearing today in this two-part series are two separate hot seat call recordings where we're going to highlight the importance of slowing down to grow fast, prioritization, simplification, and elimination, accountability, and the power of community. 
If you want to be a part of a future 12-week spring or fall program, I would first highly recommend joining one of my quarterly three-week boot camps first just to get a more accessible taste of what to expect when working with me, which will set you up for the coaching program because this is intense again. So join the waitlist for first dibs at an upcoming boot camp session in the near future at bootcampsidehustle.com. Link will be in the show notes. And special thanks before we get started to two very rad souls, Jimmy Bryan of Atomic Child Design for sponsoring one of these 12-week roster spots. Like, wow. So, so grateful. So grateful for you, brother. That means so much to me that you're willing to invest in me as well as like invest that into a student. And it's really paid off. And second is Brad Stoneking of Piedmont Brand, who you'll hear next week because he sponsored five sessions for the Q2 three-week boot camp roster spots and gave five students a chance to really like experience what he experienced and why he wanted to keep going deeper down the rabbit hole with coaching. So thanks for investing me again, and thanks for investing in the future success of these hunger creatives. So as always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Damn, it feels good to say this. Let's go. the damn thing trev you're up my dude let us know who you are what you do why people should care and let's just dive in homie okay well my name is trev i'm a visual artist i create nfts in the solana space uh i make bold bright colorful and detailed lowbrow illustrations mainly centered around pop and alternative culture I would say my work is for like-minded misfits, uh, anyone who likes lowbrow, weird, or underground culture, uh, and especially if you enjoy a visual escape uh, from art that's a little bit against the grain and not very traditional. Yes. Way to set the tone. All right, right away. What's special about this group is you all were in the boot camp, you know, the Q1 boot camp, which I'll talk about this in the intro to kind of set the tone and build story. But man, I remember you and I just had like, one of the hot seat calls you're kind of all over the place man and i'll be honest you lacked a lot of confidence and belief in yourself during that call i would love if you can kind of like speak toward who the hell was trev at the beginning i would say like january before that boot camp started and let's just talk about the journey of where you are today and kind of like about the hurdles and let's just like extract a couple takeaways for people Mm, well, who was Trev? Well, Trev was lost. Before, before I joined the boot camp, I noticed that I was, I was increasingly doing more corporate work and more freelance work, and I wasn't really creating for myself anymore. And when I did create for myself, I wasn't really enjoying it because I wasn't really connecting with anything I was doing. So I found there was larger and larger gaps between me creating, and I felt like I need to make art. I always have to make art. So if I'm going to make art, I need to make this a pleasurable experience and I need to figure out what is going wrong. So that's when I uh, contacted you, Scotty. And when I talked to you for the first time, it really kind of came into form that I was creatively lost. I was all over the place and I had zero direction. And I think when I spoke to you, you, you kind of, I don't know, you kind of gave me the permission to start exploring what I was really about. You asked me a question where you said, uh, what are you doing and why are you doing it? And I couldn't answer that question. And it made me, you know, go back to the drawing board and, and really, really think about, you know, what do I want to create? And why, why did I start creating art in the first place? And that went all the way back to my teenage years when I was creating art because, well, I was the weird kid and I was the misfit and it was an escape through comic books and B-movies and punk rock music and, you know, tattoos. I 
kind of became a safety blanket. And I grew up with this lowbrow culture and I realized it was staring me in the face and I was pulling away from it. And I was trying to make abstract work because I thought that's what people wanted to see. And I was trying to create, um, you know, canvas collections because I felt like that's what will sell the most. That's what, well, that's what, isn't that what the masses want? And you gave me the permission to explore myself and what media do I consume and what paintings do I look at and what, you know, what, you know, gets me going. And you made me realize I was so far gone from where I'd started and I was able to circle all the way back around and dive back into creating the work that I was, you know, that was setting me on fire when I was a young teenager. So what was that light bulb moment? Like, this is what I need to be creating. This is, this is who I am within my work. When was that, when would that light bulb moment hit? You know, I, I've been thinking about that recently and I don't even remember exactly when it happened. I think, and I wasn't even illustrating or drawing or painting at the time. I think I would have been walking down the street when it clicked. And I think I was listening to um, one of your calls where, where I think you'd sent me a voice message where you were pretty annoyed at me about how I wasn't, you know, letting go to the process. And <laughs> I was like a week or two in, I think I ripped you on a check-in. Yeah. And I, you know, I listened to it and it kind of woke me up where I was like, oh, wow, I, I'm, I have this great opportunity to really figure out what I should be doing and where I am and I'm going to squander it. And I think that was the motivation. That was the kick in my ass to get up and really start putting the work in. Because I think, you know, I think that people, you know, people assume that if they sign up to these kind of courses or these kind of camps that, by by sheer virtue of signing up that they're going to get results and like no you have to you have to work at it and you and I know it's a cliche thing to say but you only get out what you put in and when you kicked me up the ass and you told me like you need to work if you want to figure out what it is you are and what you want to do you need to work I remember because you were just kind of just hey I want to do my first Solana NFT drop and I'm like yo we're two weeks into this and you don't have a target date like we need a target, man. Cause otherwise if we don't set deadlines for ourselves, like this is our day job, there's no sense of urgency. We're going to be four weeks into this with no progress. Yeah. And I, I remember I said, Oh, my first drop, maybe in five months time, because, you know, I'm an artist and I need to go and, you know, do my art thing for five I months. Said, Fuck and, that. <laughs> yeah. You, you get straight in there. This is a, an, an evolving space and you need to, you need to get in there, get your, your feet in. And, you know, and you, you actually, you, you instill the importance of a schedule because, you know, that was my biggest problem when I'm making my own art. I'm like, well, I'll do it when I feel like making it because that's what artists do. I create when I feel like creating. And I think what I took away from speaking with you is that showing up when you're not in the mood to create or showing up and putting the work in when you absolutely don't want to do it is what separates professionals from amateurs. And a big difference from like the self-care, like if you're sick, I don't want people thinking, oh, I tell my students like, yo, get out of your deathbed and you hit that deadline. I just don't want people to think that's how I'm pushing. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you actually did send me a text that said, get out of bed and hit that line. No. <laughs> but, you, you know, I find that when you made me realize that I'd slide it into becoming an amateur and I needed to uh, make a lot of changes and, when when I started to put a schedule in place I, and I started to really think about, well, what do I like? What am I consuming? What magazine subscriptions do I have? What websites am I visiting? What am I buying? And it was completely the opposite of what I was creating. And it was so simple. And I always say that you just unraveled my mind and 
you you know you basically took my head and you turned it a little bit and said look and it all just made sense and it's, it's hard to explain but I think it was you just picking at my brain in these calls over and over again that was slowly putting the the mosaic together and the puzzle started to reveal itself and now it's 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 insane to say but I don't fear creative blocks anymore because what I'm doing is so authentic that there's no fear of there ever being a creative block now I fear I don't have enough time to create all the work I need to make now. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> well, and and just so like people know, this isn't like a continual compound each week of like, oh man, three steps forward, three steps forward, 10 steps forward, 12 steps forward. Like it is an ebb and flow. There's a grind to this and we hit plateaus and we hit in ruts and we get in our own way sometimes. So if you can like, still kind of speak to the things you're working on, like scheduling has been great for you, but also it's been kind of a nemesis and getting your own way and resisting certain things at time, you know, getting in your own way. You know, if you kind of speak towards some of the hurdles you're still navigating. So people aren't like, Oh, Trev has it all figured out nine weeks into the program. Yeah. I still struggle with scheduling a lot. And that is something that's plagued me a lot in my art making career. And even working with you, I still find it a hurdle to get over to, to actually put a schedule in place and follow it through. And that's been a big drawback for me throughout my career where I've missed deadlines or I've completely missed projects because I can't schedule correctly. And it's still something I really, really struggle with. And even last week we were talking, I, you know, I went like, I felt like I went five steps back because I just kind of fell down and was really overwhelmed by the amount of work I had to get done. And, I wasn't scheduling it properly and you know I had to just talk to you and say I feel like I should be doing this better and you explain it to me no it's not an overnight fix that it's a process that like you just said you go one step forward maybe two steps back one step forward but as long as you're continually pushing forward and you're making those little incremental gains that that's what it's all about. So yeah, I could be down on myself now that I'm still really bad at scheduling and I could be down on myself that I still haven't figured out a lot of stuff in my creative practice, but I've kind of flipped that attitude from largely speaking with you and uh, the other creatives on the course. And I've learned, well, no, if I'm pushing forward, even that one little bit every day, even if I fix one little thing, even if it's like removing my schedule from paper onto a computer, that's a win, you know, and I'm, it's, it's it's slowly building so yeah i've also learned patience i've taught if nothing else as well i've been taught that you know you know good things come to those who wait or you know and i think you said at one time a few months ago you said you don't dig up seeds to look at the pro uh, the process of the plant growing you know you just plant the seeds and water it and let it grow and i'm going to ask each and every one of you this but what would be like that one piece of advice you'd give to past trev at the beginning of this year who like was stumbling i would tell him to probably contact you a lot sooner than he did first of all um but i i don't know i would tell him he needs to stop trying to be all things to all people and he needs to start creating from a place where it's authentic again and if he does that he will stop feeling so bad about his art he will stop getting creative blocks he will stop comparing himself to other people not entirely but it will get better but i would say to my former self you know follow who you are and be your authentic self find out who your authentic self is what are you doing and why are you doing it and if you can't answer those questions well we might have a problem so figure it out and figure out who you're speaking to 
that would probably be the advice I'd give to my former self. I got mad goosebumps right now. And why I like this kind of setup is we all get to just see each and every one of your creative genius, which is just dope. And so now I'm going to wrap this up by flexing on you. So Trev came in the first two weeks, like, I'm just going to keep winging it. And then all of a sudden he stopped, he woke up and here's my deadline. Now I'm going to flip four pieces, analog nights, super detailed, intricate artwork that he's, you can tell he's just having fun and it's play leveraging new styles to promote himself, getting himself out there, telling a story, even showing his face, then leveraging video to build promo because he feels gross promoting himself, but yet he's like pushing it each week. We build a template, let's leverage it, rinse and repeat. He sold out his first four pieces immediately. And I'm like very proud to have the first one because I bet big, each one of you students are a stock to me. You know, I, I invest in you because I feel like I am investing in a hidden gem that's just going to skyrocket. And that's what your first piece means to me. And just the fact like you opening up with your story, even if you're not going to share with the world, I like feel I know you better. I can connect with you more. I can actually see who you are in your work and seeing you open up and continually getting more uncomfortable each week and then raising the red flag when you're like, yo, I'm struggling with some shit right now. Like, let's get to work and let's get back to basics, not being too proud, being coachable. It's just an honor to like see where you were with that first call in the hot seat just to see where you've come in three months dude it's it's an absolute trip and i just really really grateful for the honor to like get a chance to coach with you and then onboard you into this new space that really lights me up in web three so thank you for being my guinea pig along the way i'm just really really proud of you dude yeah no thank you thank you and i appreciate all the help you've been a guide in life i really appreciate it scotty <laughs> the creative whisper you called me i was like that is the funniest thing creative whisper yeah uh, I'll, I'll take that to the grave that'll be on my tombstone all right brother well thank you so much for setting the tone like let's let's keep riding like this this is fun yo this is you know the jitters are out of the way now the tone has been set let's do the damn thing derek seven sketches you're up next homie my name is derek fabian uh founder of a brand i like to call seven sketches uh I'm a designer, toy, and character artist. And I basically sh uh, share the highlights and the hurdles of my stories through my characters. My art style is inspired by graffiti, anime, and kawaii art. Kawaii means cute. I'm a sucker for cute stuff as well. Um, and my art is for people who appreciate the colorful and fun, vibrant characters, and the people that can connect with my story. And my goal is to entertain you with my art and show you that um, you can build a creative business despite the hardships of mental struggles i'm a ball of mental mental stress <laughs> mental hardships whatever over time you and me have really gotten to like know each other i've really gotten to know the psychographics like we talked about today on our like presentation part knowing your biggest dreams your biggest fears your biggest struggles what makes trev tick what gets under his skin what gets him just like noodling on something that he can't let go of you know, so I would love to talk if we could rewind it similar to like Trev, each one of these themes, you know, going into the boot camp, talk about where you were and like what you were thinking, why you needed like the boot camp in general. And then we'll fast forward to where you are today and we'll kind of plug some takeaways along the way. So I started my whole like journey with my um, my art um, as a as a business seven years ago. And when I first started it, like from from day one to like, you know, recently. Well, not recently, but like for the whatever, maybe the first uh, few years, I, 
I felt like my 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 business grew really fast, and you know a lot of opportunities just come came flying at came flying at me. Like things were looking really good, and then after that, I just hit a point where like I just plateaued, and I was at that plateau for the longest time, and I felt like um, nothing really changed outside of me. Like things were still the same as far as like you know opportunities and like you know solid deadlines from all these other events and blah 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 blah, but. I don't know what it was like maybe I know for, for a fact that myself like my that fire or that drive it like slowed down a hell a lot like I think I I might have just gotten burnt out over time in the beginning like I was just so on fire and I will like I will like um you know put sleep aside for for my art like I was just all about that but then a, a few years like into it I started like loving sleep more and I started getting lazy too on top of that I started procrastinating and then I started started doing things like only when I felt the fire under my ass is when I got up and I got focused, but I got super stressed out at the same time. I was able to meet my deadlines, but it wasn't a fun journey. And every single time it was like, I don't want to go through this shit again. Next time I'm going to be on it and it never happens. I just, you know, repeat the same cycle every time. And I'm like, fuck, man, I, I need something outside of me to help me because on my own, I just, I can't seem to like do it. And so I just, at that point I realized like, whatever it takes, I just need like, you know, like a mentor or something like that. So struggled a lot with like procrastination and, you know, just, I didn't have good time management. I not organized at all. Everything just lived in my head. And so things were, you know, messy, cloudy. And, you know, when things started, when the, the deadline started coming closer, I'm like, holy shit, like, I planned things like deadlines overlapping each other. I didn't realize it would take this long to do some, you know, something that I thought would take like maybe whatever a day. I'm like spending a whole week on it. I'm like, I just fucked myself right now. And I'm going to discipline a lot of people along the way, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, that was a mess. No. And, and I've said this a lot, but I see so much of myself in you. And we said this on like the breakout sessions. Ambition's great. You cannot teach ambition. But at the same time, ambition is a double-edged sword. It's a blessing and a curse. Being ambitious without having priorities dialed in and like being realistic about turnaround times, you overcommit yourself. You bit off more than you can chew. Your path, and I think I messaged this on the side in Discord, but your path has been the most unique compared to any other student in here. It's not like, hey, uh, I'm learning how to find my creative groove or build a body of work. You've already tapped into really to your style. You know what you want. But now you've understood what you don't want. You understand what your blind spots were. You've understood areas that you massively need to improve to take the next step with this as your creative business if you ever want to do your thing full-time one day. So talk about what you came into the program. We had an idea of like, hey, let's kind of do, a, not necessarily a blog, but a character each week with some storytelling. That way we can really share a story with it. But why weren't we able to really dive into that path? So yeah, originally, like, I guess I didn't consider like, like all the commitments I had. So I kind of just like, that was out of my mind. And I was just thinking like, oh, I have all the time in the world. Let's, you know, let's pursue my, you know, my, my, my dreams. And so like, we were talking about, um, you know, how I love to do characters. And so I told you I wanted to do, you know, designer toys and NFTs, you know, and so you wanted to like, um, I can't do NFTs yet because I have to like establish myself. And so you're talking about like, building a website and, you know, having like um, that foundation and then building an audience um, and, and, and not to rely on social media because that can just, you know, 
come and go, right? So not just creating for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's and and living, dying, and breathing by building on someone else's land and creating for an algorithm. You know, that's dangerous. It is, and that really like messed me up too. Um, struggle with that a lot still, <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, I had my dreams of like you know getting into like the characters, be it toys, NFTs, and then. You're like asking me like why do why do I like character design? Why do I like character art and this and that? And yeah, like I that I never thought about that, you know, like on a deeper level. I just felt like, oh, I just like characters because they're cool. And you know, who doesn't like characters? You know, you're when you're like a kid, you're like you like cartoons, you like, you know, comic strips, comic books. Like I don't even think why I like character art so much. I just do. But then you kept asking and asking and then you thought you could skate by and be successful by just creating cool stuff that hoping that people liked it. And I'm like, and all of you are so much more than that. Like, let's give ourselves an advantage against the masses who operate that way. Exactly. And I appreciate that because in the beginning, I, to be honest, when people and even yourself, like when you ask me, like, you know, what's the story behind it or, you know, you should, you know, have a story or whatever, like. I really didn't care about that stuff because for me, like, I just felt like looks alone is good enough. Like just the aesthetics of my design is enough. And, you know, and I myself like will collect certain things or I'm into certain things just for looks alone and not know the story behind it. But as I like, you know, reflect on like, why do I like certain things till this day? Why do they stick out to me in my mind? Um, and it's because, yeah, there's like a story attached to it, or it's like, you know, tied in closely with a culture that I've, you know, fell in love with. And so like, oh yeah, I do like stuff because of the story and the stuff that I look, I like just for the looks, like they just, you know, they're, you know, you know, they come and go type of thing. So, um, so when you started, you know, kind of like pushing me to like, you know, come up with the stories and that's the thing too. Like, I was like, oh, I have to think of stories for each character. Like, that's not easy. Like sometimes I'm lucky and something will pop up and I'll be like, oh, this story will match this character. But I'm realizing that now um, is a lot of the stories I'm pulling it from within or my experiences. So it's not that hard. It's just, you know, taking that story, find, you know, taking the interesting stuff and then just like kind of formatting it to my character. And like, I love that. That's cool. You aren't your work. You know, your work isn't a defined performance of who you are and your self-worth. But at the same time, like you are your work. Every toy that you create is a little piece of seven sketches and Derek, you know, and like these, and you even said like the sad panda toy, you know, like has really hit home with some people, but it was like something that related to you. I'm like, how can we make lightning strike twice with every toy you do? That should be yeah, the, the core of it, you know, the next level of why people identify and connect and like know and trust Derek. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, like prior to, you know, this whole program, like my, my, the emphasis was always on, the, the look of it, the design. But now like when I'm thinking of characters, like I'm, it's starting to like take shape out of like, you know, like what's inside y'all, like what I'm feeling, the emotions I go through or my values or whatever. So like some of my characters that I'm like, you know, thinking of in my mind, it's it comes from like, you know, frustration or, you know, or like, you know, my genuine interests or whatever, but it's it's starting to come from that place now instead of like, oh yeah characters with backpacks looks cool like let's do something like that and like the details but now i'm like oh man that whatever that thing pissed me off and i wonder if anybody else feels that way i have a character that you know i can like design around that and maybe people can relate to it so maybe it's not the original plan that we had 
but there's still the path and a foundation there because man, you bit off way more than you can chew. Yeah. You yeah. Committed yeah. like crazy to so many things. So each week, what was like the biggest struggle for you that we've just been tackling nonstop, you know? And then like, how have you grown through it? So the reason why we couldn't like tackle on those, um, those, that, that goal is because I, I overcommitted this entire year to a whole bunch of, um, events and um commissions and and also just my time management was so bad because you still have a day job as well exactly my day job and my day job is fairly new i'm you know i went from a, a job that i was at for 10 years where i was so comfortable it was so easy and then i jumped into this new job where it was super challenging so i couldn't like just you know bust out a project you know last minute i had to really be focused and so i had that my commitments like it was just like it was just too much. What steps have we taken to like simplify the game, build your priorities? What are you saying yes to? What are you saying no to? What systems have you put in place to be like, okay, like before you didn't write anything down, it just lived in your head. Yeah. So it really, really helped to um, have that, that app notion where like you could like just organize everything. Cause I kept asking you like, what all do you have do right now? And you're like, I got this, I got this. Well, then I also yeah. have this and then I have this. I'm like, where's this all written down at? Nowhere. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck are we going to make a plan of attack right now? I can't help you. I'm not in your head. Exactly. You even asked me that too. And I was like, off the top of my head, I was in my mind. I mean, I know that I'm telling you like, yeah, I have a shit ton of stuff to do. And then you're like, okay, what are they? And then I could only list like two or three because <laughs> everything else was like, I had it on, you know, envelopes and I had it on, you know, notes in my phone and had some on my desktop. They're like just everywhere and in my mind. So it really helped to take everything and just consolidate into one spot. And then I could compare, compare things too. Like, oh, this task is much bigger than this task and the deadline is that far. And then this one is like right around the corner, things like that. And it's, I don't know why it's just to me such a simple concept and it seems like, yeah, whatever is, but you know, like doing that, something as simple as that, it just made things a million times easier for me. In one thing at a time, I'm like, damn, yeah. stop trying to multitask, <laughs> like knock out this thing onto the next thing, knock this out onto the next, like you, yeah. you got yourself in the hole. It's let's be real. It, you can't be going out and having fun and doing all this shit. You, you owe people you've committed. It's time to follow through. And like, dude, you yeah. you followed through. You have busted <laughs> your ass, and you deserve a nice self care break here, dude. Thank you. Like, light is at the uh, the end of the tunnel, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So excited about that. But yeah, man, like, yeah, like um, doing things one at a time because it's so overwhelming to see like all the different types of projects I had at once. But when you told me to just focus what's right in front of me you know, that helped to not look over and be like, oh, fuck, I have all that other shit to do. It's like, just focus on this, doom, done, next. And then breaking it down to like smaller, um, you know, um, bite-sized pieces, yeah, instead of the entire pizza pie. That definitely helped a lot too. One bite at a time for one slice at a time and work your way through the whole pizza. That's, that's, that's huge, right? Like, um, just thinking differently about the same thing really made me like, you know, move forward, like, pretty quickly as we kind of like wrap things up for you what I really want to say and I've been waiting to say this you know I've kind of dropped the little hints when you came into this I don't care if you have a big Instagram following and soldier work all over the world you acted like a fucking hobbyist dude 
hobbyists <laughs> taking on too many things, lacking intent, showing up when it's convenient. For sure. Over committing. But the Derek I'm talking to on this call right now is a pro, especially in the last couple of weeks. You know, I've had some really hard conversations with you too. We should be having the same conversations <laughs> yeah, each week. Like Trez not the only one who gets the heat. Yeah. And where you're at right now, and you sending me the updates like over Mother's Day weekend, and I'm telling you, send me updates, send me updates, keep me updated. Like the the finish lines at the end, you really needed to burn yourself out and feel that grind in order to realize what you can't do anymore. You realize, hey, freelance for me during the season, that's not what lights me up with the events and this and that and these type of people I want to connect with. These aren't the people I want to collab with. This is what serves me. Every week I'm like, there's like a light bulb moment I see go off for you. And it's like when you plan ahead and you have margin and you know what to work on each day, you're not guessing. I'm like, dude, you're a machine. And I'm just like, I cannot wait to see what you're doing by the end of this year and moving forward by all this shit you got yourself into during this program. Like you had a totally different scenario and yours was all about doing less, doing less, more intentional, more strategy clearing, paving the way, bringing more margin, the more margin you have for what you're doing, the more intentional you are and leveraging the calendar and planning your time, like a true professional, treating your side hustle, like it's already your day job. It's only going to free your work up to go this whole new level and dimension when NFTs are possible, toys, whatever it is. And I'm just like, mm. you're a completely different person that came into the program and the sky is the limit. And I just want to say, thank you for being just like open-minded, coachable as hell. <laughs> and like willing to basically do everything that radically challenge you throughout this whole, gosh, we're nine weeks in plus three weeks in the boot camp. I feel like it's paying off. And I feel like we all see a different version of Derek each week. Derek who's waking up, you know, and realizing <laughs> you can't keep doing the same shit, expecting different <laughs> results and taking to the next level. I feel like you're on the cusp of the next big level, dude. And I'm just really, really, really proud of you. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And real quick, before I forget, one quick piece of advice that you would give to past Derek coming into the program before we pivot. I mean, obviously, like be organized, but I think I would tell past Derek, like, you know, like you're trying to do everything, you know, on your own and you think you can. But, you know, if you want to like level up, you got to surround yourself with people that are like successful and are, you know, um, doing it. And so go old Derek, <laughs> past Derek, go Go talk to Scotty, ask about the program and jump right in. <laughs> no hesitation. I, I, this is not a selfless shill. I'm trying to get them to like plug the program. Like, but we do level up when we surround ourselves with a, like a group of people who struggle with the same shit and are just as hungry yeah. as us. So just know I'm really, really proud of you. And I can't Thank wait you. to see what Seven Sketches does as a professional. The old hobbyist, he's long and gone and buried. <laughs> You've been reborn. Dead. <laughs> Thank you. He did. Thank you. All right. did. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now we got crypto jewelry. Boom, 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 boom. Let us all know who you are, what you do, why people should care. Yes, yes. Well, I'm crypto jewelry. I am a crypto enthusiast and educator, just sharing my um, investing experiences in the crypto space. I have uh, I specialize and I create crypto-based content and courses. I can, you know, provide clarity and guidance for new beginners who are looking to navigate in this and invest in this crypto space. Uh, I also help very well with simplifying and, you know, shortening your learning curve in order for you to build up your confidence so you can be successful in this fast-paced crypto space. 
And what struck me, this is probably the most original student I've had the pleasure of working with is like, if you listen to the podcast, it's 2017, I'm a crypto junkie. And it's just so cool to like, not every person I work with is a visual creative or a designer or a freelancer. What we talk about and teach about here applies to anybody just looking to build their own brand and build influence and build something they're proud of on their own terms. And so when Jory came along in the boot camp, I was like, what? Crypto Jory. I noticed your name from Twitter. I'm like, let's go. That got me excited. And then you went from the boot camp to then the coaching program. I'm like, this is like dream web three crypto based projects with like you and Trev and Steph. I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Cause years ago, this wouldn't have been possible when I first started this. So yeah, like you, you opened up a new path for me to reach new people and I'm forever grateful. But for you coming into the boot camp, you know, where were you at? What were your biggest struggles? And then we'll like fast forward to today. Well, I was everywhere. <laughs> My mind wasn't clear. Uh, I was excited because I have been, you know, into crypto for the last three, four years. And so I have educated myself pretty well to want to help people, but I didn't know how to. And I created a business. I just went gone whole, but then realized, what am I doing? So um, I'll introduce to you through my husband and he was, and it was regarding crypto because you had something. Crypto 101 webinar last December. Yes, the webinar. Thank you. So I missed that, but I, was, I started to listen or look at your, your emails. So I signed up for that. And after that, I realized that, you know what, let me, let me, let me have this guy help, you know, help me to build and understand how to create this hustle, side hustle that I'm creating that is actually full-time for me. And it's not really a hustle, but you know, we're in the side hustle group right now. So I wanted to, I need a help. I need a help with clarity. I need a help with getting all of my, my thoughts that was all wrapped up in every direction because of my excitement of what I was doing. But I, I needed guidance because this is new for me, you know, new for me to create a business, new for me to teach on a larger scale, new for me to, to market myself, you know, all that was new and I didn't know, but I was excited about creating by the time, by the time I got to you, I've already created my LLC. So I knew what I wanted, but how do I go after this? So I felt like I was running to my goal, but having no, no steps and no processes. And I didn't know where to go no more. I just got lost on my, on my path. So I started to slow down and I found a store and you was in that store and we started talking <laughs> and you got me on the path. It's like you were sprinting to the, you're sprinting to a trophy, but you didn't know the yeah. path. You're just off-roading it, you know, and like, and you, and, and I know you ahead of time and I'm like, oh man, I don't think she's going to like what I have to say right now, but you jumped in and bit off a lot to chew. Maybe it was outside sources being like, yo, you need to like monetize, start the business yep. ASAP. And I'm like, man, and our conversations, I'm like, there's a lot here missing. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure in order to make this happen when we have the foundation to build. But kudos to you of like, you've been nothing but open-minded and like willing to take everything along the way, even if it was like a tough mm -hmm. pill to swallow. So in the beginning, what was like the biggest thing? Originally you thought maybe you had it figured out and you're moving fast. And I'm all like, hey, it's time to move slow. All of you have been like, yo, we need to slow it down. In order to move fast, go slow. In order to go far, slow down. Mm -hmm. I was overthinking a lot. 
I was overthinking. I, I couldn't because to me, overthinking was like, it doesn't feel like overthinking sometimes. You just, until you realize that you ain't got nothing done. And then you realize you were thinking too much. Busy work versus productive work. Busy work versus productive work and nothing got done. What was the busy work that you were pretending was productivity? I love studying. So I did a lot of um, rabbit hole research and I called that moving forward. But I kept studying, kept studying, kept studying, kept studying and not doing nothing that's towards business, as far as marketing, for as create an audience. I just wanted to know more. And I, I felt like I'm helping myself so I can help you, but I wasn't helping nobody. Do you remember the question I asked you? It's maybe a couple of weeks ago. Like, what's the one thing you should be doing right now that moves your business forward? Is it researching? Or what should you be doing in order to build influence? You know, putting myself out there, creating my brand, you know, creating an audience through my social medias, you know, my Twitter following and putting all that information that you have been studying for a long ass time. Now it's time to get it out there versus doing more info is info going to build the brand or is like getting your voice and your education and your message out there. You know, I feel like that was like a huge wake up call. It was, it was. And I was, I was, I was pretty much running away from my success in a way. Cause I, I see it. I feel it. I know it's going to happen, but I was, didn't know how to really get to it. So I kept doing other things to, you know, distract myself, but finding you has really, you know, put me on the path that I needed to be on. And I felt good about that. And I was happy that I even, you know, took that chance and took the chance on me more so than on you, but on me, you know, I invested in finding myself some, some help. This is new for me, you know, but I'm interested I'm happy. I've helped people already, but I'm creating a business. And so it's no longer just, you know, play fun, helping people, you know, and everybody's talking to me and I'm, I'm picking up all these phone calls and I'm, I'm creating all this business and I'm not having a business, you know? So I was like, let's, let's transfer this and let's see how I can, you know, create my own business based upon my knowledge and my, my expertise in crypto. Uh, another thing I had a hard time with was organizing my notes. I had notes everywhere. Now I had it in the same notebook, but if I found something I needed, I just pick a page and write. And then I pick another page and I write. And I pick another page and I write. <laughs> I dated too, so that was great. But when I get to my book and I need to find information, I'm flipping pages back and forth, trying to figure out where did I write it. Wasting precious finite time. And yeah. And then of course, and because when that happens, you kind of you kind of get nervous or you when I mean, you're trying to help somebody, you know, you're like, oh, shoot, now you're wasting time. It's like, so do you know this information? Why are you taking so long to answer me? So I had to really find a platform to really organize my notes. And you was on me about that big time. <laughs> you wanted to see my notes. Like, let me see that you did it. You know, I'm like I did. I did. I promise you I did. But uh, I got my notes out. It helped me out a lot. And it helped me with my content creation. You know, it helped me fine line, fine tune what I needed to say. Um, another thing that was um, really hard for me too, well, not hard. It wasn't hard. It was more comparing myself. That's not a hard thing. It was just, I was comparing myself to other crypto heads. You know, I, 
I admire a lot of people and I want to be in the space to help others just like everybody else is helped or others are helping in this space as well, because this is a large space and not a lot of people know about crypto and education is key right now. And there are only a handful of us that's even speaking, sharing and talking. So if I could be part of that team and that group of people that want to help others get into the space, then I want to be part of that. I felt the I felt the importance of that. And because I've been doing this for so long, why not me? You know, why are you being quiet knowing what to do and not saying that's gonna help with people? So comparing other people comparing others to me or myself to them made me not want to tweet as much or write Instagrams as much because I didn't want to feel like I was copying somebody or saying the same thing they're saying, but that's what I wanted to say. And maybe they said it before I said it, but then I had to realize that their audience was different than my audience. And I had to remind myself that. And you gave me some in, you know, advice. Like sometimes if you you like someone and you want to follow, but they're you're comparing yourself, then unfollow them for a little while. Get yourself together, you know, provide your confidence, increase your confidence more so. And you just get yourself out there instead of looking to see who else said what that you wanted to say and then not saying it because somebody else said it, you know? So I had to get that together and I did. And I would say also just your unique personality and your experience, you grew up literally a hustler Yeah, and nobody can replicate like your story, your unique voice, your experiences. You're also a mom Mm -hmm. and you love to educate and teach just comes naturally to you. So like whatever you say in your own lane is just going to hit whoever that perfect person is, which is like that assignment we're working on this week. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to cater to the masses. Right. You know, especially during this time during a bear market, what you provide is more important than ever to get people into the game where they can make money in a bull market, but generational wealth is made in a bear market. Exactly. And like, this is where this is your time to shine. When most people are like quiet and don't want to talk anymore, they're gonna let their YouTube channels go. I'm like, this is this is your time to step it up. Right. And I am, and I'm excited about my path that I'm on. And um not too long ago because of your lessons that we've been we've been doing and a lot of your work really got me into my feelings a lot of your lessons got me into my feelings a lot of your lessons got into my head and i really had to sit back and look at myself that i never really thought to look at it in a business perspective how can this how can i put myself into my business instead of just creating a business for somebody else this was I mean, to help other people. It was it was weird, but I never thought of it that way. You know, I need to put myself in it. Like connecting with yourself were first before expecting other people to want to hire and connect with you. It's like, if you don't connect with yourself first, how do you expect anybody to buy into what you're doing? I learned a lot about myself more than what I thought I did. I, it just was like, it, it, it went in deep for me and I was very grateful and it, it made it so much more smoother for me because after that I was popping out assignments or I was popping out things. I say assignments, I'm talking about my assignments, stuff that I, I signed myself to do. It was ease. Your action items, because, yeah. Yeah, because I was able to see myself a little bit better based upon what I wrote down and what you had me think about that I wasn't really considering. You know, I didn't consider none of that. It's just my life is my life. It's not going to be spilled into my business, but it needs to be shown in my business in order for someone to understand who Jory is, you know? So that that mattered. And I realized that and it, it has propelled me. It really has. Before I flex on you for a little bit, what is like one piece of quick advice you would give to past Jory at the beginning of 2022? What did Jory need to hear? 
Jory needs to hear to take it slow because she went really fast. She went really fast. I was very confident in myself without having no expertise in this. I mean, I did, I did customer service, I did management, but for me on my own, it was a different ball game. And so I had to take it slow thinking I had it under, under my belt. And when I look at myself now, compared to where I was, I see the growth. So crypto jewelry in the past needed to take it slow and be able to re, you know, receive criticism or constructive criticism, I say like that, and, um, and um, help. And I'm glad that she went out for help. You know, she reached out for help. And what I've seen is literally, especially within like the last two weeks, I'm like, whoa, this is, we're playing a different level of ball right now. I feel like at first we were playing maybe a game of goldfish. They were playing some old maid and all of a sudden Jory's playing like Texas Hold'em right now. And now I'm like, okay, now we're raising the stakes to end the program. Because yeah, at the beginning it was like, you wanted to fight and resist it a little bit. And then we're still trying to figure out how can I communicate specifics? So we're both on the same page each week. It's like, okay, let's simplify. Let's simplify it. Let's simplify it to the point where things really start clicking, where we're vibing and we're on the same barrier. And we jumped on two phone calls. And I feel like those two calls outside of our normal structure calls, that's what really set things in motion. And all of a sudden it's like, man, I'm having trouble like getting my notes dialed in and writing outlines and compiling like a syllabus basically because I'm a teacher now and syllabus that I can leverage for tweets or potential PowerPoints, teaching webinars. And now I'm like, whoa, I went through your, your outline for all your content being planned to then transition to the content calendar. I was like, who is this? Who is this person? Like, this isn't the same joy from a couple of weeks ago. I was like, damn. Your notes are all funneled in. Like I can see the confidence in your writing. And now I can see your tweet frequency coming up. I'm like, okay, it's time to throw her, throw her into the fire a little bit more. I'm like, okay, it's time to start showing your face. Cause just today you were like, I want to be a speaker in this space too one day. And I'm like, every time you show your face on camera and do a reels or a story or a TikTok, whatever, or jump into Twitter spaces, you are becoming a speaker and putting yourself out there. And like, I'm putting a huge call to action to you by the time this episode comes out. I want this to be a normal, at least a minimum once a thing week you do to put your face out there. You're ready for that next level. And I feel like that is the next level that's going to propel your shit way further. And I just want you to know, I'm really, really proud of you. You, Thank you. You're a completely different person. And it's just been incredible to see that trajectory. It's just like the crypto market, higher highs, lower lows. And just those low moments, those tough weeks that we had are just blips in the radar. If you zoom out, you could see that growth. So- Thank you for giving me opportunity to like work with someone who's not just a visual creative, like challenges me and it helps me grow too. And it's just been an honor. Thank shout out you. to your husband too. Yes, I will. I'm telling Thanks. Much love to you, Jory. Thank you so much. Let's keep, let's keep this rolling. Keep it rolling. All right. We got Brit. All right. Let us know who you are, what you do and why you should care. And I got to say every week, I feel like you got to go to the barbershop or something. You always have the cleanest fade every week gotta do it yeah you're making me look <laughs> bad with my hobo hair right now so next week on part two i'm gonna be looking crazy. <laughs> i planned it ahead i knew it was gonna be today so i'm like i gotta get this yeah, done you look fly you're all making me look bad today jory too um but yeah let us know who you are what you do why people should care um i'm Britt hoffman um an illustrative painter designer writer and storyteller 
during this season, I'm creating illustrations combining both powerful themes of love through the use of popular characters from comics and movies as well. Um, my work is for playful adults who know the importance of keeping their inner childlike spirit alive and also appreciate a nostalgic escape. The goal is to help others feel loved and supported for who they are by sharing my experience through storytelling, but also just um, educating on my art process along the way. Dialed in. And it's funny, beforehand, you told me you were nervous as well. Each one of you all messaged me beforehand. But you and I go back. You know, you've been playing this game with me for a while. And I'll circle back around at the end. But just seeing Brit's evolution over the last two years, maybe since we've originally connected, has been a trip. So let's take people back to, let's go beginning of like January, going into the boot camp. Who was Brit then? You know, and what were your biggest struggles going into this? You know, I know I've seen you, I've been listening to you since like 2019 and I did like the winter side hustle, then went into the engaged community, locked in that um, bonus summer kind of boot camp you had and whatnot. But um, that January, I just felt like I needed to do something more than what I have been. And I didn't really know what it was but I have been talking to you for quite a bit and I just knew it was the next step. I couldn't at the moment. And I knew prior to that, you had a class, uh, an actual spring class going, but I, I couldn't do it. Or was it like summer? I'm not really sure. You had an actual coaching class, but um, I said, you know what? I'm not there yet. This is what I can do. And this is where I'm at. And I'm not going to push myself into something I'm not ready for. So. I jumped into that um, boot camp. Still, I, you know, I'm very in that exploratory phase. I know what I like doing or what I love doing, but I don't know where it's headed yet, you know. Um, but I can definitely say that doing that boot camp has dialed in a few things for me and it prepared me to where I am now to actually make that jump into the class. So, what was like? the biggest struggle that was leading to the boot camp that is now carried over, you know, like we're finding our groove, the boot camp, you know, we're bringing it all together, waking up, building chemistry with each other, finding a groove of like letting me pepper you with some really hard questions, then walking into like this actual 12 week program, boot camps three week. Now we're in 12 week. What have been like the biggest hurdles? Cause there was one week you're like, wow, could it really all be this easy? And I'm like, just wait, okay, <laughs> let's dial it up now. You know, let's turn it up. Yeah, you're right. And we've turned it up pretty much every week. I and I and I still think it's easy, don't get me wrong, um, as far as posting and doing stuff like that. Because you've built a system. Right. I have the system that I put into place, but there's still those roadblocks like myself. I'm definitely my biggest roadblock. And even just the shiny object syndrome that I have, I'm like, oh, I want to do something different. Or I, I definitely struggle with that, where I have all these ideas and I start it off and then, oh, I'm not done yet, but I want to go over here. And I'm just very easily distracted for sure. I would say the biggest area I've seen you grow, but also be hesitant is sharing yourself and your story. You have a powerful story. And like just this week, um, 
we've been diving into your about me page. You're like, how much should I share? Is it too long? Is it too much? I'm like, what's the whole goal? What's the whole goal with your about me page? Um, like, no interest. Definitely um, just finding like-minded people that will connect with my story, regardless of how long it is, I guess, is um, the start. I know that I struggle with that myself because I do stop myself from sharing myself. I, it gets personal. Even right now, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to look at the camera. <laughs> Why does that make you uncomfortable? And what's the biggest fear in sharing yourself? And just be real. It's just you and me talking. Probably because you're going to get to know the real me. And I am very introverted and quiet until you get to know me. And I'm not very um, comfortable showing who I am until I actually get to know you. And you know, I've gotten to know all of you very well now. So I'm a little bit more comfortable in talking with you guys. But now I'm like, oh man, but this is going out into the world. <laughs> the whole world's going to get to know me. And that's a little bit scary. <laughs> Definitely scary. What do you want the world to know about you? If I had to give them one thing, I just want to say that, you know, I'm here and whatever it is you're going through, that you are loved for who you are, no matter what. Like, I care and somebody's out there and regardless of who that person is, I can be that one person and I care about you and you are great and you are awesome and you're going to kill it. I was going to save this part to the end, but everybody needs a Brit in their life. So even though Brit's done boot camps and like courses and stuff, and it's always been there, the coaching program is a big investment and it just wasn't always the right timing, but Brit, is literally everything she says right there. Always in my inbox, always leaving comments, always cheering me up, throwing me support, like literally embodies everything she just said right there, like is love. I've always felt extremely supported. I've always felt like, holy shit, I'm not just doing this to waste my breath for no reason. Someone out there, one person actually gives a shit about what I'm attempting to build. So what I'm doing is all for nothing. And I'm hoping that Anybody who's listening can realize you may not have it all figured out right now. You may not have found your creative groove. You may be in the exploratory phase where Brit has been, which I feel like she's in a different level right now of truly finding that next step. But just know you can provide people value just by showing up and being a supporter. If we had a world full of Brit Hoffmans, like, my God, this creative community would just be thriving no matter what uncertainty or doubt of economical geopolitical garbage that's being thrown our way. Like everybody needs a Brit, but sometimes Brit gets in Brit's own way. You know, you, you mentioned that you struggle with imposter syndrome and the inner critic. What are some of those biggest moments during this program that you've been like, yo, I'm just in your own way. You know, what's been like some light bulb things when, you know, I, I just keep it real with you as well. You know, is there like one highlight defining moment if you're like, damn, I'm really in my own way right now, overthinking shit. Definitely. Well, the most recent one is the one that pops up in my head when I'm writing, I'm working on my about me and I'm just like, I feel like I'm writing a journal here. I'm, I'm writing a story and who's going to listen to this and <laughs> who wants to read it? Oh God, it's long. <laughs> and it's even longer than I, um, now that I've even gone back to look at it, I keep adding stuff and I'm like, does it really like who's matter? gonna care like who's gonna care exactly and it's just like why would anyone read this and that's kind of it all goes back to me it, uh, it's always gone back to me I was a little kid my mom's like you're doing great and I'm like 
no mom I can do more than that I can do better than that you know that was just a B mom I need an A and you know and you know I'm not saying that I've always been perfect because trust me my mom got mad the time the teacher went up to her that day and she's like how's your science project going and she's like oh it's good when does it do tomorrow and I hadn't done anything so you know I've, I have my my procrastination and stuff like that. And I have worked through that through life, but you know, throughout the whole thing, I will always push myself more. It's not good enough. It's not, you know, I'm not, I can do better. And, and I don't know where that stems from still to this day. I just has nothing to do with my imposter syndrome is really not like, oh man, I'm watching Trev and he's doing this cool stuff or I'm watching Jory and I wish I knew a lot about Bitcoin. It's not like that because I'm your cheerleader. <laughs> you know, I'm all y'all's cheerleader and I, I love it. I'm going to share your stuff. I may not fully understand crypto, but I'm going to I'm going to share it. I'm going to be like, go check her out. But it, what really stops me is myself because I just all, I'm always like, what's my next level? Okay, I was here the other day. I want to be here next. And it's just, me just wanting it up myself um not not really up against you because i'm not fighting you guys every week you're in my inbox like hey what could i sh be doing what should i be doing next like you are one of the most hungriest people i've ever seen but at the same time i never once hear you give yourself credit it's always like what's next which i'm really guilty of too and at the same time i'm like man I want you to see and appreciate the progress that you're so good in seeing in everyone else. To me, that's the next level for Brit. I'm like, man, really appreciate what you are doing while still staying hungry as hell. Like that's my season I'm figuring out, which is why I track my wins, which I want all you to do. And I'm like, that's, that's going to be the next superpower when you can be who you are to everyone else to yourself while still staying hungry as hell. Yeah, that was my hardest. I think that little um, check-in you give us, that box is all, it's always my hardest box to fill out. I fill everything else out, but what are your wins and what's your grade? My grade's always a B plus, right? But um, it's like a B um, minus. I'm like, <laughs> but then you list all these things and I'm like, why is this not an A? I'm just really hard on myself. I'm like, there's just something else, you know, I can always do more. I'm like, we can always do more and it's never going to be enough. We're never going to feel caught up. Hence why we need to like appreciate where we are now and how far we come. You know, what was one piece of advice you give back to B at the beginning of like going into the boot camp of the program? You know, I think it's something I would give everyone advice on. Um, if I, and not even at the beginning of the boot camp. I'm gonna go throw it back and be like, this is advice I would give little Brit. Um, I would tell little Brit to little B. Um, little B, yeah. <laughs> lowercase b right um i go ahead and um i just really say that you know just really no matter what just be yourself because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks and i know i hold myself back and one of those things is being who i want to be or actually being open of who i am and when i was little i i hid myself so much of what i wanted to do and i held myself back and i still do but being more open on who I am definitely, definitely opens up more doors. And so just being, being able to do that sooner would have 
probably let me do a lot more things even earlier. What you just said there, being you opens up doors and it kind of like leverages what Trev said too. Over the years, yes, like everybody needs a Brit in their party. And just seeing the rise of like Brit the hobbyist, Brit who gets started and then stops, Brit who needs another boot camp to like stay consistent, Brit who, you know, needs the course just to like get back on track, Brit who starts something fades off, then comes back around, but is always in my inbox, always cheering me on. I always see you lifting up everyone else from previous boot camps to Brit today, who has like shown up, truly found what your secret sauce is during this season, knowing things can change, being your full authentic self, even though it makes you hella uncomfortable showing your face out there. I give you, I, I tell you to do one thing. It's done. Like I never have to say it again. We never have to have the same conversations. The time I'm like, Hey, what if you put a voiceover on one of your reels? And that just opened me up to being like, holy shit. I just got a glimpse of your creative genius. I'm like, there's a different ball game she can be playing right now of getting your face out there and your voice alongside your work. Your voice is so chill and so smooth and just has a calming, empowering effect. And that's the next level. And the fact you've created and knocked out your first four pieces and actually sold one of them. And the fact that you're so committed to your lane that you're in defining your voice and your style and your groove, and you're saying no to potential commissioned work. So you can just go all in on Brit. That is not the Brit I knew from two years ago. This is like the new capital B. This is the killer B. This is no more lowercase B. This is that curly, sexy, curvy script B, you know, that, 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 that cursive B, you know, that everybody's like, Oh, I want to use that font, you know, for my headline. It's just just so cool to see how hungry you are and where you're pushing this and where this could go and how focused you are while still rising and bringing everybody else along with you. Lean into all the shit that makes you uncomfortable as well as all of you. That's where the gold is. And that's why you're tapping in the gold because you lean in and go all in on the shit that scares you. And then you have a dope support system of your wife and your family. So shout out to April as well. I want to make sure she gets some love because wow, what an incredible wife and partner she is like she deserves the love too and a lot of you have some all-stars but like april's been like crazy awesome over this year so i appreciate you and much love to you and thank you so much for letting me be your coach no thank you i appreciate you a lot well let's keep this going and keep the five and feels going and uh last but not least we got mariana aka marinara to my son <laughs> and now he's just like i'm too intimidated to say her name now because usually my son comes down but tonight tonight and next week i told him i can't do it tonight because we don't want to interrupt the flow but um the floor is yours <laughs> let's end this with a bang all right so i'm mariana martins uh i'm an artist illustrator and toy designer behind drews uh, which is my line of cute and drooling plush monsters um i create fun whimsical and colorful plush creatures that I usually combine with the pictures I take from my trips around the world. And my work, it's usually for any child spirit that appreciates the joy of traveling and collecting handmade, playful, unique art and tangible goods. And my goal is to bring inspiration and the love of travel with stories told by my characters and through my art. You have taken a hiatus, but you're back in the game. If you could speak a little bit about just the rocky road, which then led you to the boot camp, which led you to the program. 
because I feel like that's just so inspiring and people need to know like, oh, I just didn't start being consistent out of nowhere. Yeah, so 10 years, uh, more than 10 years uh, ago, I I had an art collective in Brazil that we I made like plush toys, it was so much fun. Nothing like a, as a side hustle, but I, I moved to the United States and, you know, life took over. I had to survive and study and learn new things. So I was working a lot and different jobs, trying to get meets done. So I had to put aside my dream, which is, was actually have a business, um, have my own, you know, my own um, line of plush toys and illustrations. So, but because I, I took this um, so long to restart doing this again, I kind of lost, you know, my kind of lost the timing and the creativity and, you know, of all the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, like, can I do this by myself? You know, like fear of success, not believing that I'm capable of achieving my dreams and always want to be perfect, but also getting paralyzed with anxiety and never taking action. So um, I found Scotty, actually the podcast um, in 2020, right when the pandemic hit. And I, like, you were my inspiration. Like I would go to the gym and listen to you, <laughs> you know, like I need inspiration. I need to find my groove back again. And so then that's when I found the, your podcast and through your podcast, the bootcamp. So I said like, no, this is the year I need to, I really need to invest in myself. It's been way too long that I'm not, you know, this is being my head, this idea. And I, I really believe this can be something good. It's just like, I need to change my mindset. So that's how I, I reached to you and this amazing community that's been like family to me uh, this past. Coming Months. to the boot camp, it sounds like you got to the point you got fed up and it was ready to like bet big on yourself again. What was kind of like the biggest hurdle of getting back on the bike again, you know, and just learning how to pedal? You know, what have been some of the biggest hurdles that you've had over the last couple of months that we've been slowly attacking? Yeah, it's like finding, I mean, finding time is something like I have time. The problem is like organizing my time and learn how to, even if it's little by little, doing a little bit by day, it's better than nothing. So kind of putting myself on track to actually believing in myself again and believe that, you know, I, I can do this, you know, like I have this community, I have other people that are also struggling with me. I'm not by myself, you know, it, I, I have people that can help me and, you know, giving me motivation through through this boot camp so i think that's was the the most how like, have you been beautiful thing about this all the curveballs life has thrown your way because you haven't had as much time to do all the things that you've wanted to do and each week it's about hey how can we simplify like what's the goal for you by the end of the program what's the big goal that we've been working on and working toward each week let's talk about that Yes, yeah, so we were talking about participating in a craft fair in New York. Um, so I registered myself. I'm waiting for answers still, like from them to to give me feedback. But either way, if, even if this doesn't work, I'm it's gonna I'm work. Reg, reg, registering in another place, you know, like 
So the goal is having a craft fair and have my toys and illustrations over there, connect with people. So go back to what I used to do, um, which is show my work, um, connecting with people and see, I know like how, how people react with my work and, and getting to know people like in person too. Like uh, I feel like the, the pandemic was a hit, like we are so uh, not connected anymore. So I want to connect with people and have my, my work, you know, connect with them too. And, and each, it's week, it's like, oh my gosh, I have this grandiose dream of what this is going to look like for your first event back. And each week we're like, what do we got to do? How are we going to simplify, simplify, simplify? Yeah, like taking small chunks. So I... Because I, you hit me with a hit list and I was like, what? Yeah, I was I was taking too much. I was um, actually not focusing on the what I need to do, which is basically the toys and the illustrations. I was like, oh, I need to think about the logo. I need to think about the name. And getting distracted with things that actually are important, but not at the moment. So try to focus on things that are- Wants versus needs. Exactly. So like being like simplify, simplify. I think it, this is the word, you know, that you, you've been saying to me and do what is in front of me now. And then I can take care of other stuff when it's time, you know, not because that was my problem. I, I was like with this huge list. Okay, I want to have my business. I want to have my toys. What do I need to do? Oh, I need a logo. The first thing I was like, I need a website. I need a logo. I need a bio. I need this. I need that. And actually not getting to the weeds and of actually, okay, no, I need to create the toys. I need to have my characters first. Without my characters, my business won't exist. It's like same question to Jory. It's like, what's the number one thing that moves your business forward that gets you to the result of having a successful craft fair? Exactly. To create, you know, to actually do the job. <laughs> not being like all over the place and, and something like even feeling the pressure of posting on social media every day could actually be a distraction you know yeah I was feeling too like oh I need to do this illustration but also oh in the middle of the illustrations I would stop and like oh no I need to do the reels and then have to do the reels and edit and post and thinking about a caption and like oh then you know the likes and everything I don't I really don't care much about the likes and how many people see my stuff right now at the moment, but it's just like take too much, like the anxiety, I guess, like to be, I, to compare yourself to others and like, am I good enough? All this stuff, you know? So I think the best thing, what I've been doing lately that you've been telling me is just to focus on my craft and the things I need to do for the craft fair. And then, you know, social media will be the next step, like take one step at a time. And I feel where you've really gotten better is not only the simplify, but why we simplify is to make things objective, to make the game winnable, to reduce the emotions that come with feeling you're not doing enough, comparing yourself to everyone else, comparing maybe your output to Mariana 10 years ago. And it's like, how can we define success for you this season? Is it having 32 plush toys and 70,000 prints and 500 million stickers that are all different? Or is it having like, just the fact you showed up and had a booth after 10 years, what's that look like for success for you? You know, I feel like that has been a big shift with finite time, a lot of pressure, a lot of life things going on for you. Can you kind of talk about how you've just been navigating life's curveballs and how you've simplified things in terms of like your time and 
what you're focusing on, you know, instead of being like, I got to do the logo, this is this, 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 how do you continually simplified each week with everything being thrown at you? Yeah. I'm trying to, instead of getting big chunks of time to do things, I'll do like little, Oh, 10 minutes here. I can sew an eye or like cut a little, you know, a little arm. <laughs> that well, sounds no. very, it's very like, sounds very weird. I'm saying that I'm cutting a little arm. sewing an eye. You're a surgeon, basically, for toys. <laughs> exactly. So it's just simplify and actually do a little, little by little. Because the thing is, when I, I was thinking about uh, starting my business, I would always think ahead the final product and how I'm going to be successful and how my website needs to be perfect. But this only leads me to anxiety and didn't lead me anywhere. I was stuck. I was stuck. And I thought it was because I didn't have enough creativity, but it was just, I was too much on my, on my head, overthinking too much. Killing the fun. Exactly. Killing the fun. You were expertly self-sabotaging the fun out of this based on unrealistic expectations and unrealistic pressure and overwhelming yourself. And I'm like, get back to the fun what would you say is like one big piece of advice you would give to Mariana at the beginning of this year in 2022? To be present at the moment. Don't think about the past because sometimes I also think too much about the past, like how my, how it was fun to make the toys back in the days, but back in the days was another time. This is this time right now, or not think too much about the future and how things should be and overthink too much. So that get me paralyzed. Um, don't compare myself with others because I think that's only one person, only unique you, and you're going to always do the thing that you want to do your way. So I feel like it's, it's just you. That's the beauty of thing, like being yourself, focus and simplify. <laughs> so little, cause little by little, you know, like even if it's 10 minutes of my day, I'll get a little bit done. One day, you know, I'll get like, even if it takes me, because I know it takes me so long to make a toy. But if I do a little by little, I'll, I'll get it done. It's better than nothing. You know, it's better than being just in my head dreaming that, oh, my God, one day I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and being paralyzed. And just at least I, I can see results, even if it's little and it's just like, I don't need a as I said, like a whole production and this whole thing. I just want to have fun and um, want to accomplish little by little until, you know, one day it's going to be something else and it's going to be something big. It explodes to that level where you desire. Exactly. Without stress. <laughs> and I feel like that, from my perspective, looking in each week, it has just been embracing the slow and steady grind more and more, embracing the pace that you're at, embracing the curveballs life throws at you. Like, hey, I got really rocked this week at work. The dopest thing ever was you were the first person to give yourself a grade of an A on a check-in. And what you said, you're like, I've really just dialed it in. I understand based on things right now, I get 30 minutes to really like go all out per day. And I know what to work on each day and I'm getting my shit done you know, and I'm feeling good about it. And I was like, that is the most professional thing I have heard from someone saying a long time. Cause so many people are jaded thinking like I can only make big moves in long blocks of time. I was like, 
I felt that one. I was like, holy crap, you are just embracing your own pace. You're simplifying the game. You're understanding what is most important for your upcoming event. After taking 10 years off, and we were talking about it earlier at the beginning of this call um, that people won't get to hear. But what you're doing right now is like laying a true foundation. So when life throws you another curveball or another blessing and, and it kind of deters you from the path for a little bit, you know how to pick things back up. You've been mastering your drawing process. You've been mastering your plush process. You've been documenting your process. You kind of are to the point, I wouldn't say kind of, you're to the point where you understand how long certain things take. You know, like how long can I, you know, commit to something knowing this is actually going to take three times longer because I've tracked my time. I understand how long this is. I know what my business is called now. Just getting that one event done and building my templates, you know, and now I have my uh, uh, my deliverables and everything backed up my vendors. So if something takes me off my path again, I can pick it back up. I don't have to wait another 10 years, like who you are at the beginning where we first met to like where you are now. I'm like, wow, you're like getting it. You see the big picture and you embrace your path is different than someone else's. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. You know, the fact you embrace little spurts of time to grind I can talk about it and teach it all day, but most people will never truly appreciate or understand that power. And that is super cool. And that like just speaks professionalism to me versus a hobbyist, which all of you were kind of hobbyists in the beginning. And I'm like, now you are all just like grown ass professionals. Even if you don't do your thankful time, like you're all just setting the tone to inspire other people. Every day you show up 30 minutes a day and you just put it out there and you create something and you have some fun with it you're going to inspire so many childlike adults and just children in general, you know? And I think that's just really, really cool that you're being you within it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And it's also thanks for you because, you know, with a lot of coaches, it's all about results, 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 and get it done, you know, and you, you're about like life, you know, do, do, do the thing you love, enjoy your life, enjoy your family. You know, if you're struggling too much, take a, take a break. You know, we are humans. We're not machines. Taking you off calls when you're showing up with COVID and a headache. Exactly. Get your ass to bed. <laughs> no, you showed up today after a funeral. And I tried to like, tell you that it's, it's okay. But like, this was still really important to you, you know? And I think that it wouldn't have bothered me once if you stayed at home, but the fact that you like still showed up because this is important to you, you're betting on yourself. Yeah, what you're doing is not easy. So as we land the plane, I just want to say like, this is part one. Part two, you're, if you dig today, then you're going to love that too. Um, next week's episode. But just know like, I'm really, really proud of you. And during our breakout session earlier, I was saying some shit like, what we're doing is not easy. What you're all doing right now, this is hard. You're the 1%. You're the people who are like pouring yourselves into your craft showing up when it's inconvenient, doing weekly exercises, showing up twice a week calls while still putting out your work and doing family life and life responsibilities, rocking your day jobs, yet still putting out work that is like authentically you and going against when the inner critic is bringing you down, being coachable. What you're doing is hard. And you got to do the hard things to create an easier life down the road for yourself. And most people crave easy and then their life is hard. You're doing the hard things, which you just know I really respect you. And it's just an honor to get an opportunity to be a coach and just see you all grow. And, you know, I talk about planting seeds. 
every day we show up and put something out there and show ourselves in our work, we plant a seed. And just to see the seeds you all have been planting right now, I can't wait to share the winds where these seeds just blossom and just blow you away. You're like, holy fuck. I remember that time during the program, I was like doubting myself because that seed will sprout. It will come. Some seeds will sprout differently at different paces and different races for other people within this, but your time will come. Your big break will come because you did what's hard. You did what most people won't do. And that's why I'm really, really proud of you. And it's just an honor to get to be your coach. And I hope people listening hear it within what you had to say too. I know there's going to be so many takeaways. Like you just made a massive impact on people. Maybe Silent admirers, and maybe someone a year later be like, damn, I remember that time Mariana, Derek, Trev, Jory, or Britt said that one thing and it got to me, you know, and then their seed plants because you took a shot and bet on yourself. So love you all. I can't wait to drop this episode. All right, fam. I hope you enjoyed part one of this spring 2022 student spotlight special. You can find the full episode information containing all links and references within the show notes, linking to every student in here. It'd be so dope if you're able to uh, support them and connect with them. That would mean the world to them. Part two, episode 252 of our hot seat call is next week. And we get just as deep and just as vulnerable while making sure to keep it packed with action-oriented steps that you too can apply ASAP to start seeing growth within your creative pursuits. And one last time, if you want to be in these student shoes one day, consider working with me by joining the three-week bootcamp waitlist at bootcampsidehustle.com. That'll get you in for uh, first dibs at one of these quarterly roster spots that open up. You know, Q3 is going to be taken off as this recording is going to be early to mid-August, and the last one will be like mid to late October for Q4. If you're listening to this, just know you're the exact type of creative badass I'm looking to work with. And who knows, maybe you'll be on the podcast this coming fall, 2022. So I would love the opportunity to work with you. And as I sign off, I just got to give a big thanks to the podcast team for being patient and still being there to support me and help me out, especially with these two episodes, as well as Bluka for the theme music. And as you finish off your week strong, I want to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. You got this.